0: Have some silence, and then I'm just gonna I'm just gonna jump on in. Okay. 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 Okay.
1: Okay. Get down. On okay.
0: Get <laughs> down. Don't sing. I never said he you said could silence. Sing. What are you singing for? <laughs> Don't do the funny voices either. You're not allowed to do. F- this is serious. We're on the other end of a journey. This is our kind of a serious we this If we were on the Bachelor, we'd be doing our looking back kind of thing. Wouldn't we? We'd be saying, "Well, where are they now? What have they done? They've done their Kickstarter. Let's have a bit of silence, and then I'm gonna." I just need to start this, otherwise, (laughs) let's have a moment of
1: silence for Vindication. Okay,
2: silence.
0: Silence. Don't smirk, right, mother? Right. Okay. Anyway, right. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna start.
1: I'm not even in
0: it. Hello, (laughs) Mark. Hello. And welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards My name's Richard, I'll be your host For December <laughs> Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way We're speaking to Orange Nebula Cause they've got a game to play Ding! Ding! Yeah I sang the intro because I sang the intro because a long time ago in a galaxy far from the way that Star Wars, a long time ago we had a gentleman that came on the show who had a Kickstarter that the first time the Kickstarter went round it didn't do as well as it could have but then he released it again and it went and did like ridiculous amounts of money And since then he's been on a journey And through that journey He has been involving A couple of other people in this journey To produce a game that It kind of changed its name like Prince Basically (laughs) And it's now, it's like the kind of the game formerly known as Epoch the Awakening It's now called Vindication, the company is Orange Nebula I am joined by Tom, and I'm joined by Lacey And I'm joined by the rather wonderful, the rather fantastic Mark All from Orange Nebula, so hello everybody
3: Hello Hi. Howdy So you said there no singing allowed, and then the first thing you did was sing
2: So is Listen,
0: I'm allowed to do what I want, it's my show Dang You know, this is it this is, this is the way it was. This is the way it works <laughs> Setting the um, landscape early <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying the You know, I've been really excited about doing Because we've been talking about this for a while Because, you know, unknown to most people That I actually do speak to people When I'm not speaking to people on the podcast I occasionally mm-hmm. have conversations With people So, And uh, I have been speaking back and forth <coughs> With these wonderful people And kind of tracking their, their fantastic journey Because we are at the point where Vindication is now out there. Peep, it is on people's tables. People are reading through rules. They're watching playthrough videos. They're setting it up. They're starting to have games. And you you must be sitting there like three proud and very kind of happy creation-type people. Um, I mean, <laughs> you know. That's our Instagram mu- I mean, bio.
2: That's our bio that on is, Instagram. Three that's the proud. name of yours. Creative type people
0: <laughs> That's the name of your second album <laughs> Basically That's the name of your, your second album If you were going to be Going to go into progressive rock or something like that um, Mark Congratulations first of all On like fulfilling a campaign Because it's all very well kind of being funded But it's now kind of like out there And it's kind of playing Thank you In your, I mean how are you feeling yourself I mean we'll talk to the other two <laughs> I'm looking I'm really looking I'm really looking forward to talking to Tom by the way, I'm just saying. But how for yourself, I mean, how are you feeling at at this moment, knowing that there are actually people out there just now who are going through your game, reading through the rules, have it on the table, are actually playing it now.
1: It's super exciting. You know, I think most of the conversations we're having internally right now have to do with kind of where we're going and how do we build on everything that we've learned? Um, the, the the vision that comes to mind over the past two months, though, has been that scene in the last Jedi where Ray goes down into that black dark force hole and and has this mirror image of herself and <clears throat> kind of that, that coming um, uh, t- together. Um, I think uh, it's been it's been an amazing experience uh, overall in the last gosh, I don't know, six weeks, and quite honestly, most of the conversations we're having now um, have to do with where we're going.
3: Spoiler alert for Last Last Jedi, by the way. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's not worth watching. It's fine, you know. It's not worth it's kind of worth watch. watch it it's kind of good but you should have Seen it by now yeah. do you know what I mean Oh and by the way Han was dead as well He <laughs> fell off the bridge he took a tippy <laughs> <laughs> And his he son stabbed he him Did you say I'm just gonna Wait say what?
2: Did you say he he took a tippy? <laughs> yeah
0: he did
2: Is that is that is that something we say like if I push Mark over Can I now say Mark you've had a tippy?
0: <laughs> Mark took a tippy
1: <laughs> That's, yeah, that's, a that's Quite accurate
0: well, it is. It's funny because I actually learned that well phrase spread. from Sunday we, in California. You know, you know, if you fall in the street, it's like, oh, Mark took a tippy. Oh, I love
1: you. You know, that I'm going to say
0: that, that from is, now on. That is a f- it just and it can work for inanimate objects as well as animate ones, like Mark. <laughs> you know, you can you, you can apply that kind of terminology wherever you, wherever you go. And um, this is not going to be a normal episode. I have a feeling there's a feeling in the force. <laughs> I have felt it, that we are going to go all different types of places. We've enraged the Star Wars fans, because there's going to be something We, that we said, already
3: have email.
0: <laughs> I went and saw this at midnight, and now you've spoiled the film. I only went and seen it 17 times. It's like, it doesn't change. Han still dies, you know? <laughs> there's never going to be a point where he's going to go on that bridge, and it all turns red, you know? And he's like, yeah. oh, oh well, bye, Harrison. Yeah. You know, you thought the worst thing that was going to happen is you are going to get hit by the door of the Millennium Falcon and break your... Break your leg, but it turns out you're going to die Yeah. So there you go, anyway, back to Yourselves <laughs> I, have no idea where, I have no idea where we're going With this, but <clears throat> Is it, I mean You you have like a level of excitement when you create A game, yeah Absolutely, and then you go, you've gone through the process Where are you kind of You've gone through The process of the creationary process And put the game together and place tested it so many times and you put it to kickstarter so there's the distance that you have but then you've obviously got the second part of the creationary process where you have to create all the stuff that was created during the stretch goals and expand on that and maybe kind of rethink kind of maybe potential certain aspects of the game again and then you get past that and then it goes to production then it's away so is it strange to be in a situation now where you're getting people kind of coming on and they're getting you're getting almost like a third wave of excitement about the game? Or have you said, right? I need to. We need to concentrate on kind of, kind of where we're going with things now. So, I mean, how do how where's things with that, Mark? Because I mean, is that is that how things are are now? Are you just constantly are you just focusing now on the the now that you have to focus on the now and the kind of vindication is kind of put to the side.
1: It's, it's interesting. I think there is a catching up that's happening. And what we're finding is people every day are kind of coming into contact with it. We don't have a tremendous amount of visibility right now. So, uh, but I think that's increasing every day. And we have a lot of, uh, social activity and things like that are happening. So I think the Orange Nebula brand is getting out there in a, in a really good mm-hmm. positive way. Um, mm-hmm. It does kind of hold us in this kind of vindication, kind of educational, I think, phase. Um, And and a lot of our time right now is spent on some of the things that nobody's seen yet. Some of the new projects that we're working on are going to be releasing in 2019. Um, Mm -hmm. And so internally, there's a creative excitement that we have around those things. But at the same time, yeah, there's very much... uh, Trying to an open armed, you know, kind of approach to to trying to invite as many people as we can into the community, you know, and and most of them are about the game, and some of them are just about our community and 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 being creative and and making games and being part of that culture, and so mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's a there's a really good split there, I think, um, with with our time being spent on both sides of that fence. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Tom. <coughs> mm. Tom. Hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. Hi, Richard. I just wanted to say hello. Hello. Um,
1: <laughs> on to Lacey. When you, Anyways. When I you was... first.
0: When you. Stop it. When you, I'm going to have to put you on timeout, Mark. Um, <laughs> when you first. When you first backed <laughs> the artist formerly known as epoch which oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you have any inkling that it was going to potentially kind of be slightly, a little bit life changing for you? I mean, because you. I mean. It, I, am I right in saying that this This has changed your life a little bit In terms of your involvement Within the industry
3: It's funny, over Thanksgiving um, Which is a thing we do here um, <laughs> yeah. my, my wife and I were playing The game with some family members and we were talking about How crazy that journey has been That you know, I saw this game And I thought this game looked cool and now my Children have a different pediatrician like <laughs> it, it, it has changed even the smallest things in our life in incredible ways. I mean, what, did um, you know for people? I
2: did you. Was there anything in you that knew that it was you know more than just backing a game?
3: We're we're co-opting your show now, Lacey's, Lacey's <laughs> doing the interview. I'm like, listen, we're just going to interview question. ourselves. Thanks for the platform. <laughs>
0: Lacey's, Lacey's sick of my interviewing technique already. We're like twelve minutes in. She's just like, I am take. I'm taking over because this is rubbish. I could do this better. I'm sitting near them. I know how they're reacting. You have no idea you cannot see us. I'm just gonna be fired in here with the questions but you know no, but basically what Lacey said there what you know did you um, have an inkling that this was good i mean I, I, I could tell
3: that it was a special project done by special people, and that it, it was something mm. that I wanted to be a part of, which mm-hmm. is why I stuck my nose in it so much um. And then, you know, when I met Mark and I met Lacey and I had more and more opportunities to, to be involved and speak into the into the proceedings, yeah, I, I, it was pretty clear to me right away that something was happening and it was something that I was meant to be involved with. And then it just mm-hmm. got deeper and deeper and deeper and then I realized I couldn't get out and now I'm trapped. <laughs> so now you're this is into- my life now, <laughs> sitting in this small you know, room, wishing that Lacey I would mean- share the blanket.
0: Are you, allowed, are you allowed outside now? Or, I mean, are the chains comfortable?
3: The chain, um, I mean, everything's padded. It's a padded room. It really is. Um, <laughs> you can see a sliver of light through the, That's the window. Nice. Um, there's actually, I don't know what it's like where you are, Richard, but we have a heated toilet seat in this studio.
1: So, <laughs> not in the studio. It has, its own, it has its own. There's a separate room for that, okay? You can just imagine that, right? If you
0: could just excuse me for a second. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm just going to take a conference call. You can't go now. You can't go now. You know you had a burrito for lunch. You know it's going to be the noisy.
3: Burrito.
0: <laughs> we can't have this telephone call. It sounds like I'm sitting next to somebody playing the trombone.
3: Yeah, good thing <laughs> for those wireless headphones.
0: Exactly. No, I mean, you know, I am the you know, every toilet I sit on is a heated toilet seat
3: eventually. I mean it's just one of these things. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> How many minutes are we into this and we're already on, on toilets? Fourteen. No, This is victory right yeah, here. <laughs> the sweet <laughs> sound of victory.
1: <laughs>
0: Do you hear the snap of the tape as we cross the finish line? It's absolutely <laughs> glorious. Uh, did you? I mean, Tom, did you Did you kind of like dabble before in other games? I mean, were you? You know, were you always a creative person that was frustrated because you weren't given the kind of, I guess, the channel to be creative, or had you already been picking away at kind of other campaigns and other games that you you had seen on Kickstarter?
3: Um, I mean, I, I have always my whole life been involved to some extent in, in creative pursuits, never, never in the board game world. Um, you know, I, I did a lot of music promotion when I was younger. I've had, Mm -hmm. I've written for various, various web publications about other media, but never anything board games. Um, so this was the Mm -hmm. first, first step into this world. Um, but you're, you're right when, when Mark, and I started spending more time together. I, I was working in a career where I didn't have a lot of creative outlet. Um, uh-huh. And I had sort of accepted that and thought that that, you know, was something that I would do someday or I'd get back to these things. And I, I have found as I've stepped more into designing our our follow-up projects that this is something that lights my fire and makes me a better person and a better father and a, a better husband. And just uh-huh. it. It was something missing from my life that I am so grateful to now have as a central part of my day.
2: Amen.
0: <laughs> is it is it strange looking at kind of like the rule books or looking at the, you know, the everything that you've written, the lore and stuff like that, and actually sitting there and going, this is me, I did this. There's no, this isn't me sitting at this, sitting and looking at something and saying, I could potentially do this myself. This is something that you've kind of produced. Is that not kind of weird? being in that situation it is it's
3: it's it's, yeah it's weird it's exciting um it's challenging you you look at the things that you've made and you say okay let's let's do more you know
0: Mm
3: -hmm. it it all just feels like the beginning
0: Mm -hmm,
3: mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and when you were
0: taking on i mean was it quite a lot of work involved when you were kind of writing the the lore part and, and getting involved in that? So did you end up getting involved in kind of like spreadsheets and timelines and linking stuff together with post-it notes and things like that? With, or did, did you, you just kind of sit
3: down and, yeah? No, I mean, people it, if people knew how much lore I actually wrote versus what's in that, that little book... They yeah. they would be embarrassed for me. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's I, I almost don't want to get into. it. But I mean, l- you know, like like you were saying, it, it was the first really creative thing that I had done in the in several years. Um, mm-hmm. So I was really finding my creative legs through that process. So I, I, I wrote mm-hmm. a lot of things and then refined them and refined them and refined them. And then Mark would say, here's the pictures we're actually putting in the book. And it's like, Oh, I didn't write anything for most of these. Time to start over. And, <laughs> you know, it, it, but it, it, you know, I was finding the lore of the story. I was finding my own creative self at the same time. There, there was a lot mm-hmm. of discovery going on that didn't make it into that book, but will make it into future projects. And into Mm -hmm. our life as a creative group from somebody who came in from the kind
0: of the edges the outskirts are you kind of feeling fully part now of the orange kind of nebula family
3: oh yeah i it it,
2: (laughs) (laughs) without tom now
3: (laughs) yeah it's it i mean you do something 12 to 15 hours a day for almost a year Mm. you know and Mm -hmm. and like yeah, it's hard to imagine a time before this is what we were doing. Mm-hmm. That that's mm-hmm. literally a different lifetime ago. We are the Borg, and yeah. we have
1: assimilated him. <laughs> Resistance <laughs> is futile. That's right.
3: Do you get asked to take things off
0: of very tall shelves and stuff, Tom? Because you are.
3: I just today helped someone get something off a just... tall shelf, and I did a really good job. Okay, I fill my I role. Can't... I I do my part. My form was excellent. Really...
0: Are you really that tall, or is this just like a marketing stunt? Because obviously, your you your name on your kind of username on um, Kickstarter was kind of like Big Tom Casual. I just thought, well, is he, he is he is he like a big galoot guy? Is he like wide build like the side of a house, or is he really really tall? He's so only three feet tall. Really-
3: yeah,
0: he's he's, a, he's a
3: dwarf. It's a, it's a- Elaborate overcompensation. We're
2: not telling you, is
3: the answer. <laughs> you can't
0: do that.
2: We can't. That's not allowed.
0: <laughs> All right, well, thanks very much, Lacey. It's so, so nice to have you here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Lacey, I mean, with your involvement over the project and and kind of helping with the Kickstarter, um, is that kind of fired at kind of like a different creative side of you as well? I mean, have you... Are you getting more and more into board games as time has gone on? Or are you still viewing this kind of like the same kind of head that you had when you first got involved with Orange Nebula back at kind of like the beginning?
2: Well, Mark and I have started playing games more often together. And that, that has been really fun. And, you know, it was my first time... In this in this last what year long period where I actually started analyzing what kind of strategies I use during games and how that applies to the strategies that I use through my life, and
1: right.
2: <laughs> I'm serious, and and so that's been really really interesting. So I have been diving much more into, um, you know, learning more about board games, how they work, um, why people love them, um, and then kind of to part of your question too is there's there's something about being around Mark, in my opinion, that lights this like creative fire in people um, mm-hmm. and, and just kind of pushes people to follow what they're actually passionate about. And so you yeah. know, I, I've been even making, you know, some pretty big changes to what I'm doing in my life in order to better, um, you know, better fit what my real passions are. And mm-hmm. that's all because of the involvement in Orange Nebula, in my opinion.
0: Okay. 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 I mean, even with yourself, Mark, has there been a lot that you've learned, like even up to the point of the kind of like the fulfillment side of things? Has this been continually like a kind of
1: a, like a learning process you've been going through? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like a buffoon most of the time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's, it's, I'll tell you what, it's, it's exciting learning. I feel like I'm going to university uh, for board gaming, you know, and I, I feel like these are things that we're learning that, that have to be learned and can't really necessarily even be seen coming or taught all the time. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to, you know, you can't just read books and then kind of come prepared because that's what we did. Um, and I feel like we had, you know, a really high level of preparedness at at most stages and, mm-hmm. um, there's nothing like the real thing, you know, it's sometimes you're just on stage and it's go time and you realize that, um, you know, you've overlooked something or, um, something that you could had the opportunity to do and you did not take advantage of. And uh, all of those things are making us smarter and stronger. And so the conversations that we're having now are everything in the future is just going to be so much more smooth and so much more, mindful and 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 so much more prepared to to put everybody in a winning situation and what I mean by that is you know the customers and the gamers in the community are going to get more of what they really want not that they haven't here but like just we want to hear them we want to listen to them we want them to be a part of what we're doing but also we want to take care of the brick and mortar you know retail game store owners and we want to take care of you know the artists and the writers and And, and everybody along the distributors, you know, everybody, we want them all to be taken care of. And, And even our colleagues, other game publishers and whatnot, um, there's no reason that everybody can't, can't win. Um, but I think it takes a lot of careful measuring and navigating through a sea of details, um, that really is a lot of work and it's, it's not fun all the time, uh, and in fact, a lot of the time isn't fun, but that's just kind of comes with the territory.
0: What was this? I mean, what was the stuff that kind of took you <clears> by surprise? I mean, one of the things we mentioned kind of briefly before we chat, because we were chatting during the week about, you know, obviously what we could talk about. Um, and you mentioned that there was potentially going to be stuff that kind of you would have done kind of differently in hindsight. I mean, what, I mean, was. What were the, what would you say were kind of the main the main couple of things that you would say? Well, looking back, I would have definitely changed this, or I would have improved this, or I would have taken a different approach to that.
1: I think there are some main things like just underestimating shipping and fulfillment, and and not just the cost of shipping, but in terms of dollars, but the the cost of shipping in terms of time and management. Uh, is a big one that I think people talk about a lot, but it's really, it's really hard for a first time producer or publisher to think about the cost of shipping out review copies. You know, you have to pay for the game, you have to pay for shipping. Um, and those are just hard costs and, and, and the communication burden after fulfillment of, oh, I've, I had a broken piece or, uh, my, you know, something's wrong. Uh, I had two of this piece and missing this piece or whatever. That's normal, you know. And I think we're right in the five percent, um, yeah, you know, of that. But I mean, that the bigger your campaign, that's a lot of email management and you know, just fielding email, not
2: only email,
1: oh, every social tweet, platform, Facebook
2: message, text message,
1: yeah, Facebook yeah.
2: message,
1: yeah, a, a lot. Uh, of communication. And the burden is great. Um, and, and and I don't mean that necessarily in a bad way, but it's just like, there's a, there's an onslaught wave of questions. And um, so I, I think that I would say a, a strong, a, a large amount of that, I think we're going to be able to handle with process and being mm-hmm. prepared a little bit better for that. Um, and some of it is just, you know, it's just, you prepare for, there's just going to be a lot of work um, when it comes and it's not that we didn't know it was coming it's just kind of like we didn't know what it was going to be like when it came mm-hmm. and then it hit like a typhoon and you're kind of like well yeah all my plans are out the window now we're just going to have to just go just respond to it mm-hmm. and uh um, yeah, yeah so so we're 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 doing great i mean actually we're we're really excited it's kind of a, a lot of the dust has settled because we took care of the majority of the backers from the crowdfunding um yeah are pretty much handled we've got you know a few replacement parts to send out but the response has been super good. Like people are super happy. You know, there's there's a lot of threads on on Board Game Geek, which are awesome to watch. People kind of coming up with their own house rules for things, and you know, maybe wanting some clarification from the rules and stuff like that. Um, but overall, I've, I feel really good for a first effort. Um, you know, for our first campaign. Like we, we, I don't feel like I I could have probably been happier with this. Um, and we're even more excited about everything in the future now, just because of all this hard learning we've had
0: I mean the um having the game arrive this week and the production values are out of this world thank you and there's certain care that you've um you've obviously taken the game trays make such a difference to the game the Artwork is absolutely phenomenal. This, you know, you don't get, I, <clears throat> I'm, I'm a big fan of Kickstarter. I believe in a lot of, you know, companies and I have, and, you know, you, you're investing kind of, um, and putting your faith in businesses that if you hand over money that they, they are going to treat you right. You know, it is like going to a restaurant and paying a hundred dollars upfront for a meal and, and you, you, you then having to wait three months for the meal to kind of appear. <laughs> And you hoping that it, you know, it is what you wanted, it is tasty and it is potentially gluten free. (laughs) Otherwise, that would be a whole other kind of scenario. But, um, but you you get to
3: talk um, to the chef the whole time and that's
0: special. Oh, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's really good. Exactly. Um, but what I guess what I'm saying is that it is for a first effort from, from me seeing a lot of kind of receiving a lot of Kickstarters, the, um, from first hand, the kind of the levels, and I am going to blow smoke up your ass. You're just going to have to deal with it, Nightlinger. <laughs> okay, um, is it the, the or, levels? We're
3: holding them down. I'm tipping. No, not
1: tipping. Just, no, He's take Take a little tippy. Take a he's tippy. Take Dang a
0: little it. tippy. Take I a tippy. Out. Damn it! There you go. Um, it's is very that very that? good. It's very very. It's very very good. It's very very impressive. The component quality is high. The rules are very very well written. The metal pieces and things like that are just fantastic. Um I've watched a couple of videos on gameplay and there's certain things which I'm just like, oh, I like this because I've not seen this before. Like combining kind of like the different skills in order to create the kind of like the new skills that you can use. You know how they work kind of crossed round. You know, you can combine two at either side of one to bring them together and that was kind of like, wow that's really, really cool. I don't know if I've kind of seen that before. It kind of like It's very, very exciting that just the presentation, it's a game that I'm excited to get to the table where I've had other Kickstarters arrive and I thought, well, I better play this because I have invested kind of the money. This is a game I'm actively kind of looking to the table. So I am very excited about actually getting a chance, chance to play it. So there you go. You know, I'm just, you know, you can, you can be kind of embarrassed as you want, but it is, it is kind of, it's kind of really, really kind of interesting. Are you, I mean, are you, We're talking about kind of like tails into, you mentioned obviously retailers and you've mentioned distribution and things like that. Are these conversations that you've been having since the Kickstarter campaign, are these things that you're now having to kind of say, well, listen, we need to kind of bring this forward and start to kind of, you know, ramp this kind of activity up?
1: Yeah, we actually have been approached by distributors and we're reaching out to a couple others. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you know, honestly, <laughs> our goal is not to scale up uh, necessarily. We would like to get some more visibility and kind of, you know, have more presence. But mm-hmm. it's it's not a numbers thing per se for us. You know, we want to do this uh, full time and, and really mm-hmm. – the creative process really drives us. I mean, this is in our DNA and, and, you know, our eyes are on the prize all the time. We're constantly striving and creating and challenging each other and, uh, coming up with crazy ideas that I think hopefully will spellbind people. And, and inspire them to do the same you know i don't think you're going to see very many things come from origin nebula that are remixes of a tired theme or Mm -hmm. uh, are going to be another take on something i think we're really pressing ourselves to go into kind of unexplored territory um not necessarily i don't want to overstate that either not you know not not Crazy, groundbreaking stuff, but I think we're really yeah. going to push um, to do th- some things that are pretty compelling. Well, and we're really excited at what we're doing, and we're
3: passionate about it, and I think other people pick up on that. And so we mm-hmm. do we do find ourselves being approached by people to say, "Hey, you know, we're getting really good energy from you guys and what you're working on, and we're hearing a lot from from brick and mortar stores that their customers are interested in what you're doing, and we hadn't heard about you before. You know, let's have a conversation." And so, really, we're just kind of doing what we're doing, and you know sitting around and and people are coming and talking to us and sit, you know those things are just kind of happen, happening organically
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with you i mean with you the three of you all being involved in kind of like taking the wheel you know and driving driving this bus forward in terms of like game design ideas has that kind of opened up kind of opened up the number of ideas that you have I we mean, have, I'm guessing and- at the beginning, Mark, that you you were kind of like, well, this is where I'm thinking with this, and then let's look at, you know, maybe potentially a space game, and then I want to have a game about raccoons because I like raccoons, Obviously. and then let's have a game about kitchens because you know, and then let's talk about the toilet in the middle of the room because we have <laughs> to talk about the heated toilet in the middle of the room. But has this kind of expanded your kind of your ideas? I mean, if I mean. I mean, Lacey, is this, I mean, with you playing more games with Mark, have you coming up with your, you know, your own ideas and actually saying, well, listen, can we look at doing it this way? Or can we look at doing it that Or are you actually sitting there thinking, I've actually got a couple of ideas that I want to bring to the table myself that we could possibly develop?
1: Well, let me answer it first. And I think these guys probably have some answers too. But yeah. I, I would say that there's really no shortage of ideas here. Um, if anything, mm. we're really trying to limit our focus so that we can execute the ideas that we have. It's an irresponsible yeah. amount of ideas. It's really, it, it's just, it's, dis- <laughs> it's gross. Yeah. How many ideas we have. And, and quite honestly, most ideas that people have are bad. And, and let's just be real, including that's us. True. It is true. It takes, it takes a thousand ideas to generate one that's actually worth pursuing and putting okay, together that's in my opinion. True. And, and I think, you know, a lot of the conversations that we have and the discussions that we have and the brainstorms that we have mm. are, you know, a building process and a taking away process of, yeah. you know, kind of, kind of the additive, uh, you know, process like you would with painting and then the subtractive process that you have with sculpting to try to get the, <laughs> th- you know, the art form to emerge in a way that is significant. And, um, yeah. so, I mean, Tom and I have been working really hard on, on, uh, on a cooperative, what we're calling a collaborative, uh, space game. Um space yeah. is 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 a very, very common genre. Those are the discussions that we have. But what we're doing thematically and what we're doing mechanically, I think, is going to be uh interesting to say the least and uh and very fun. And you know, putting all of our learning to work in this next project. Uh and we've got a couple other ones also that we're working on that are smaller um, mm-hmm. for 2019. I mean, this is, this is where we exist most of the time. Is kind of swinging back and forth between, uh, you know, kind of the first project of Vindication and then everything that's coming uh, for our team. Because we also have Derek, um, one of our designers. We call him D-Lock. And then we also have uh, Father Merch um, as part of our team. So we've, <laughs> there's five of us.
0: <laughs> I've seen D-Lock on the videos because D-Lock was the person that I was mm-hmm. watching with. Yourself Mark that helped me Able to put everything away in the game Trays yeah, exactly. So you were introducing this and this is D-Lock And I rewound it and went sorry Come again what's his name again and D-Lock And then I just ran with it I just accepted that, You know I heard a story today About a woman who called her kid A B C D Or something like that today and it was spelled A-B-C-D-E Um. So I saw that and I just kind of went Well that's acceptable and you can just kind of run <laughs> kind of run with that so that's you know that's that's kind of all fine. Um obviously, you know but what about um I mean what about yourself? So play so safe.
2: From my perspective, what I've been able to do is bring what my better skill set is. And like just mm-hmm. the, just this morning we did a big strategy strategy session because we will be coming out in 2019 with the Outpost podcast. So it will be mm-hmm uh you know, me, Mark, Tom, D Lock, um, all going into, you know, current events in the industry, what's going on at Orange Nebula, and we'll tackle um some sort of interesting topic about our team dynamics, about the process of game development, of fulfillment. Um and so that's where my skill set comes into play. So my ideas <laughs> are less in the actual strategy of games right now and more in how we continue to build our community.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is important, because mm-hmm. I think it's really easy for um, it can be sometimes. It, I, I kind of like a community can be like kind of like a hydra, and it can start to grow heads. And if you're not c- c- controlling it, the next thing you know, they're turning around and kind of biting back on you. And that's not. And good. I've noticed that quite recently with some of the um, some of the bigger companies that they've had a bit of pushback from the community to say, right, okay. Um, And this is when, this is when the companies themselves have been kind of telling the truth. I mean, for instance, there's been a couple of Kickstarters where they've said, guys, honestly, we're not delivering this until 2020. And the backers have turned around and said, that's disgraceful. What a ridiculously long length of time Mm -hmm. to deliver. And it's like, well, guys, come on. We said the last project was going to be delivered in a year. It took two and you never got our backs off this one. So we're kind of telling you, telling you the truth. So I guess it's a brand grows and you become more, more well known. You kind of have to manage the community And make sure that they're not getting Ignored Mm -hmm. As well I guess You don't want to get kind of accused of Neglecting them And only calling on them when you Need them to fund your next Campaign which
2: You know we talked this morning, too, Tom and I, about how one of the core values for Orange Nebula is like this this almost family-style community. And so mm-hmm. so we want to be consistently putting out content that's going to be valuable to these people that they're going to care about um, mm-hmm. regardless of what projects we have going right now.
3: It's really important to us. And that's part of what we love about Kickstarter is it, we have a direct relationship with people and they're able to just contact us directly with their excitement or their disappointment or whatever they're feeling and, and that we, you know, it's just a giant living room basically. Mm-hmm. With, a um, mm-hmm. with, a, with a toilet in the middle. How, <laughs> with a toilet in the middle because that's how we do things toilet. as long as it's heated.
1: <laughs> and it's, <laughs> as long as, as and long it's, as, yeah. I think it's important to, to note that our community I- exceeds our customer base. Um, whether or not people buy games doesn't, doesn't matter to us. I mean, yeah. we would like them to enjoy our products but, um, really the community is much larger than that. And we love what we learn from each other. And we mm-hmm. kind of see this as an us thing. You know, we didn't, we don't intend to be big and, and, and dominate, you know, the, the industry. We'd rather just be mindful and creative and inspiring. And, and those are three words that really kind of align with our values. And and there's passion, you know, fueling everything that we do. Um, and vindication was a passion project. And, um, it's barely scratched the surface of, I think, what we're capable of. Before we get too far away from it, I want to circle back. Because Lacey's downplaying the role
3: that, that she plays in the development of the games. But, yeah. I mean, let, Mark Mark and I will have, you know, an hours-long conversation where we take ourselves down these crazy holes and follow these little paths and trails. And then we're, like, over the moon and electric and high-fiving each other. And we've had the best idea of all time. And Lacey will, you know, just pipe in for two minutes and ask us what you know well how does that relate to the real heart and core of what you're trying to do with this project and it's like oh <laughs> we should calm down <laughs> all right get out of here we'll start over you know, it's like, <laughs> no, thank, no i know i think something i think something you need like, that that's, yeah it's
0: no I, you know i think you need that it's the whole kind of thing about you know somebody spending kind of six months and two hundred and fifty thousand dollars inventing a pen that writes in space and then somebody comes along and says why don't you just use a pencil You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. you need somebody that's just coming in and looking at it from a different perspective. And I think um, the board game space is one of these spaces where it can be very, very easy for it to be quite insular and have a big wall around it. And I think that it it needs influences, external influences, just now while it's growing, before we end up in the situation like maybe the video game industry, where everything seems to be... The same, Mm -hmm. and there's not an awful lot of innovation, or there's not a lot of somebody just coming in and saying, Why don't you use a pencil? You know, if you know, if you kind of know what I mean. Um, I was going to ask Tom, because I I like speaking of Tom, but, (laughs) um, with you now being involved directly, you know, more in the kind of the game creation side, have you, do you find yourself, are you less involved in Kickstarter now, or, are you are you just kept it? Is this just something that you've kept on the side, or have you have you had to like back away from the you know from being as involved in the kind of the, you backing games, not you being involved obviously in the Orange Nebula community, but right. you kind of regularly going on and backing it, kind of different projects. Are you backing as much, or have you stepped?
3: back? I, I would say I'm still just as involved, but maybe from a different angle. I I follow a ton of projects, probably more than I did before. Um, but now it's it's it's. I just like being plugged into the community and almost studying the the Kickstarter meta and seeing what people are doing, what you know, what the backers are feeling, how everyone's reacting to things, what mm. what people are into and what they're not into. Um, I don't necessarily have the time like I did before to really plug into the various communities that are growing around other games. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, was very active in the city of kings campaign. I was pretty were, active yeah. in the, in the Everdale campaign and then, you know, in various other campaigns. And I, I don't have the bandwidth for that as much as I'd like anymore. Um, mm-hmm. which sometimes is disappointing because I, I do like supporting the other creators. Um, so when I, when I have the chance, I still love to, you know, pop in and be light in the room, but my, my, my interactions on Kickstarter have kind of taken a different turn.
1: Mm-hmm. As a company, we do back a lot of projects, and we sh- kind of share games. Um, some of the games we buy for learning uh, a, a, about our craft, and some of the games we we buy to play. And and so, if Orange Nebula backs a game, sometimes you know we'll just share it, and Tom will take it, or you know I'll take it, or whatever. Derek, you know, D Lock will yeah, take it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah, we're we we have. I mean we're entrenched pretty heavily now and we we look at a lot of what is coming out and um I think it's affected everybody uh, in terms of what they back and and um uh, we don't back a lot I w- I would say um there are some creators out there that that back like everything that comes out um and and we're we're not that we're not that way um we look very hard at everything that
3: comes out though. I, true. I'd say we spend a lot, you know, Mark, Mark and I talk at least once a day probably about what's happening on Kickstarter and what people are talking about and you know, what, mm-hmm. how we're, how we personally are responding to the way campaigns are going and what they're doing. And cause the K- Kickstarter is an interesting beast. It something that everyone is, is excited about six months ago is mm-hmm. toxic today. You know, so it, how you run a campaign, it, it, it's definitely a moving target.
0: Yeah, I was going to, that was one, you know, that was my next thing. Cause Kickstarter seems to be, um, not in a kind of a strange, it does seem to be in a strange place. You know, we are, we've got a, we've got a campaign that was up, which was a pre-order campaign for the first time where it wasn't even needed in funding. It was just a case of jump on board and you can back this campaign. And I've also seen vast differences between how the, um, games themselves are promoted, in terms of how the layout is of the campaign, the kind of the noise that's kind of created before. Um, I mean, with with everybody kind of talking about hype and talking about noise, um, do you think Vindication would have would do as well if it was released, say like this week, in the kind of the current kind of Kickstarter climate?
1: That's interesting.
3: Uh, I think we would approach the campaign differently than we yeah. did did then,
1: for sure. I, I think the thing that I'm finding right now with crowdfunding as as a major vehicle for moving these products into the marketplace is the the industry is packed with with titles. There's you know Ashton spiel there, there was over two thousand. New games for 2018 revealed, and yeah. that's just that's just overwhelming for someone who used to back pretty much every big game that would come out in a year. It's just impossible now, and we're finding yeah there's a lot of disappointment, um, or at least a certain level of disappointment with the amount of of games that you kind of invest in, if we could say that. If you here's my money, I I won't get to play the game for a year, um, yeah. and then. You know, so, so there's that aspect of it and, and, you know, we're, we're looking at our creative careers, you know, obviously beyond the crowdfunding platform. I think Kickstarter is a really powerful place to build community and it's been, it's worked really well for us. Um, you know, that might not always be the case. I, I don't, I don't know what the future holds. I think it's a strong player. I think they've done, um, they've made uh, a lot of, you know, companies and, and products accessible, I do think that the bigger companies are are taking advantage of that, and not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing because it's available for everybody to kind of to kind of bring yeah. their make presence. And there's a lot of dialogue and discourse about that too. Um, yeah. But I think it isn't my my personal perspective on that is if you are bringing something mindful and intelligent and well-crafted and high caliber into the world and you care about the people that are going to be using it and the audience, I don't care how big you are. I don't care how profitable you are. Um, just just bring something significant into the world and, and take ownership of all the responsibilities that come with that um, and take care of the people who invest in it. Um, if you skip steps and you're just trying to make a quick buck, um, you deserve to get out outpaced by everybody else and you will eventually um, and so our whole mindset is you know we haven't you know it's been it's been a year and a half almost two years we we don't have another Kickstarter queued up that's coming out like immediately as our other game is is shipping um, we're working hard yeah but we're working long because we want our products to to show depth and 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 thought and um, create experiences that are kind of unique and um, for the same reason that you mentioned that you really kind of want to put yours on the table because it, it it's it's hard to categorize um, and I hope that's true and I think it is for a lot of people
0: I think um, the way I would look at it now is that um, traditionally Kickstarter used to be about a kind of like having a mark as in having the idea having the game you know, having, having what you wanted to do, having the gameplay ready. And I think that now what's happening now is that you, you can't just get by with a mark. There's some people that have a mark and they bring on a Tom because they need somebody to bring like, you know, lore and they need to bring extra flavor and they need to have just somebody that can, you know, bring in just a little bit of extra kind of bells and whistles into the thing. But I also now think that they need Everybody. They also need a lace as well now. That you need somebody who understands kind of marketing and creating noise, and you know helping people understand the type of the vision that you're kind of you're aiming for. And my view of this is that you know that's why I think you guys have succeeded so well because that comes across kind of very very well in every kind of communication that you put out there. And I have said this kind of before: is that there's definitely a certain way that you handle things differently than other campaigns that I've seen. But I reckon nowadays that I see this already with a lot of campaigns falling to the wayside because they are just a mark, you know, or they're a Tom that needs a little bit more mark, Mm -hmm. but most of them need kind of like, you know, a setup like what you guys have got, which you've kind of got everybody kind of working together and kind of helping, kind of pushing the, you know, pushing the whole not just pushing the message, but also somebody that's also very good at helping you <laughs> kind of get the message out there, which I see Kickstarter campaign one after another not doing kind of very well. And for a lot of creators, it's a shocking, it's a shocking wake-up call to discover, oh my goodness, I can't just get away with having an idea now. I need to actually need to be able to kind of get out there and kind of spread the word. Um I take it that's something you guys are, you guys sound like you're mindful
3: of, Kinda like, can like going forward, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely. it's it's a ton of work. I mean, there are five of us, and we're stretched really thin. Um, you, you're right. I I think it has reached a point where it would be very difficult for anyone to do this with a small a team any smaller than mm-hmm. uh, than this. Mm-hmm. 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 But I, mm-hmm. I I think where we're landing right now on Kickstarter is that it it has reached the scale. And the saturation point where like whatever formula you're following, like it's, you just have to do your own thing and be you and say, what makes us special? Mm. And then lean hard into that and just throw your heart out there and hope that people connect with that because whatever the formula is and here, you know, here's the breakdown of how you schedule everything and structure everything. Everyone's seen it. And if you if someone comes up with something new, then thirty campaigns do it that month, and then everyone's seen it. And so there's there's no way to follow a formula to success on Kickstarter at this point. You just have to come out and make your own formula, and love what you're doing, and project that into the world. And that's kind of what we've decided. You know, we 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 study what's going on, we watch what's going on, we stay hip and we stay current. But w- mm-hmm. in the end, we're just going to come out and be us. And I I, I think we're going to win with love, as it were. That's for sure a- no.
2: Amen
3: again Yeah Mhm. <laughs> yeah no, and I think people still have an appetite
0: If they hear about an idea Is to actually get a hands on their idea just now Which is why You know When something like say Keyforge comes out um, It just sells You know There's even people that are kind of like I-, I don't know if Keyforge appeared on Kickstarter If it would do as well Because I think in something like an idea like that People want to be able to get their hands on it right now which is why I think why Fantasy Flight have done so well with KeyForge because they not only had the idea but they were able to say right okay you don't have to wait for this you can get it right now and I think Kickstarter can be you know the case like you said that you can have ideas which you know by the time they deliver they're like yes you know they're like, yesterday's kind of news kind of thing which is a difficult which is a difficult thing kind to, to kind of be in um, I mean Mark you mentioned about you know Kickstarter you know um, might not always be the kind of the route as a company, would you do what other businesses have done, which would you take you know using the fact that you've got your brand there? Would you take other games' ideas and consider publishing other creators' games now that you have kind of got your kind of your audience and your kind of your
1: your customer base My initial response is i'm I'm hesitant it creates hesitation in me because we've got a disgusting amount of ideas that we want to bring into the world. And I feel like as creatives, and and again, our, our background is, is, is creative industry. It's not game industry. Mm -hmm. And so we've Mm -hmm. got so many things that we want to do. We'll never run out our, 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 you know, this is a well that will never run dry. And Mm -hmm. now that being said, I think there's, there's a ton of amazing talented, you know, people out there who could probably bring something to the table that's very on brand for Orange Nebula. Um, I think the issue for me is bandwidth. Um, we're, we're working long days right now just to trying to get where we're going and we're not going to scale up to 50 people. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure what the resource, you know, and, and energy toll would be to, to take something in and take it through the process that we're, that we're actually, you know, building and writing and forging right now. Like we've gone through mm-hmm. this process and we're kind of like, okay, get, you know, get, get your bearings and let's document how we can, how we can go further and better on every single miles, mile post for this process, you know, and we've got some ideas that I think we're going to be, we're going to be launching with our, a couple campaigns in 2019 that, go much further than we've seen anybody else in this industry do. Um, That's really going to, I think, capture the heart of people who are into board games and what that really means. And not Mm -hmm. in terms of products, because what what I see a lot of is, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, Oh, I got another game. And they're talking about games as products and not as, you know, not not the same way that they talk about their favorite games. And uh, it's okay to not like every game. I went to BGG con with Tom and we played with a delightful woman, um, some games and, and came back and kind of show, was showing her vindication. And I could tell right away it just wasn't her thing, right? Is it was the epic? And, and, there's kind of a look and feel to it. And just kind of the, 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 interest kind of changed a little bit. And I'm like, this is fantastic. It's fine. Right. And, and she taught hmm. us to play the game city of gods and, um, which by the way is you awesome. probably pronounce. No, you should Teotihuacan. Is that yeah, it? Uh, something like that? Teotihuacan. We
3: we just call it Teo. That yeah. game's awesome, by the way. That's an excellent game. I've it been is.
2: there to Mexico and to Re- Teotihuacan.
3: But have you played the game? Okay, no. they
1: can both say it, but I can't say it. I'm just going to call it City of Gods. Richard, do you know how to pronounce that one?
0: I. I'm Scottish. I can't even pronounce basic English words. Mark, come on, right. give me a break.
1: <laughs> yeah, I
3: that, I. that said, what part of what we want? to do as, as a group is inspire other people to create the things that they have inside them. Mm-hmm. And if someone has some fantastic idea that is, we, we say a lot, oh, that's orange nebula or no, that idea is not orange nebula. Like if you have some idea and you look at what we're doing and it feels like your idea is orange nebula, we absolutely want to hear it because everything we're doing right now, we don't have the bandwidth for, so it's not, that's yeah. not to say we don't necessarily have the bandwidth for more. That we don't have the bandwidth for. <laughs> it's yeah. science, I think. It, it's science. Don't question science, alright? Tom Tom <laughs> I'm Science. Not, I'm not. not it's very sad. Tom
1: Science. Yeah. That's, tell that's us, tell us more.
3: about the things you can't pronounce.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's let no, there's a whole pile of Scott there's like, towns in Scotland which are spelt completely differently from how they're pronounced. There's you know, there's a place in there's a place along the road from me called Kuris. Yeah.
3: hmm
0: And it's it's spelt C U L R O S S Cull Ross. And there's a whole pile of Scottish kind of towns, places like that, which are, you know, they're just spelt completely differently from how you said. So, you know, I look at Aztec names and Mex, so- you know, um, historical Mexican names and stuff like that I just don't go there because I just know I'm going to make An absolute arse of it I'm going to probably <laughs> offend lots and lots of people I'm probably going to roll my R's Too many times and miss out too many
3: H's So I just kind of step away So why kinda, why, you know, quite, quite, why? are they all spelled you know. wrong? What's? Why is that? What's wrong with you guys? No they're not, they're not, they're <laughs> spelled
0: right They're spelled right <laughs> No, spelled, there's nothing in Scotland that's spelt wrong, it's just that we have extra special wrong. magical they just, they ways just, of pronouncing it. You just it. That's not choose magic. to pronounce it specially. It's just the stubbornness. It'll so probably be because an English person came up and named it and then the Scottish person says, we're never going to be pronouncing we, it like that. We, we, will, we do know, not freedom. acknowledge.
3: Yeah. <laughs> we do not. You're just exerting yourselves by pronouncing things oddly. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> I freedom. can respect that. <laughs> Power so to so we you. The, so we can spot the people who aren't local people. <laughs> Yeah, they're <laughs> so coming and looking for directions. Yeah, we can spot them straight away, you know, and then we can we can eat them at our leisure, hey. which is one of these things that, I Where's can, that occasionally happens.
1: Where's Corliss, Richard? <laughs> Please <laughs> exactly. tell me. Is
2: that your, exactly. your fake American accent, Marcus?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lacey.
0: Is that actually? Are you actually doing a fake American accent? When You're American. <laughs> is there such That's a thing so as American
1: um, accent? Do I, do I, do I am I speaking actually, American? Yeah. Is that are we talking about South America, North oh, okay. America? <laughs> well, it could be anything
0: at all, couldn't it? You could be from you know you could be from Jersey. I'm getting the eye roll. You know, She's rolling her eyes at me, so. No, it's the face.
2: I palm. can see I
0: can <laughs> feel that. I it's can a, feel that down, a, down the sky line that there's definitely eye rolling <laughs> It's a double um, double face palm. Double <laughs> face palm? Come on. It's fine. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. Unreal. It's, okay.
0: it's all good. No love. Um if you guys We're in the position where somebody chapped on your door and said, Hey, I am about to go (laughs) down the route of my Kickstarter. And um, they were looking for a bit of advice before they dashed out the door. And you had one bit of advice to give them each. What would that advice be?
3: And I will ask ask
0: Tom to answer that
3: question. Describe the scenario again. They're going outside. No. To start their Kickstarter? No, they're
2: not. They're they knocked on your door and they're asking mm. for advice before they start their Kickstarter.
0: Hmm. What would you say, Tom? What would you tell them? What would that one golden nugget of advice? What would it be?
3: I, I would ask them if they knew why they were making what they were making. Oh. Uh. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you don't have a really good answer to that, you're you're not going to have the energy to weather what's coming.
1: <laughs> it's it's true. Fair, huh? My advice would be fair. start small. You know, I, Jamie Stegmeier wrote an, an art, uh, a, b- a blog article about this a long time ago about you know, hey, first time creators, you know, should you go for the epic win? Should you just go for the big mm. complex thing, or should mm. you start small and learn? And uh, I read that and I thought, I'm going for the epic thing. That's me, right? That's <laughs> that's who I am. Um, my advice is go for the small thing, <laughs> go start, learn the ropes, you know, e- ease your way into it. Um, and, and kind of create a, a nice path for yourself to, to, to learn the Gosh, things I, that you need to learn. I
3: don't know where, where I land on that question because I agree, you know, biting off a big bite. That's, that's a lot to chew, but I'm so glad that's what we did.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't go
3: back and, and, and start with something small. I, I, I don't know. I could argue both sides. Both sides of this one.
1: Yeah, I could too. I, I don't. I don't think I would do. Well, there's a lot of things I would have do. I would have done differently. I guess if I sure. was
3: advising someone else, I'd say do the do the conservative thing. And if I was advising myself, mm. I'd say go for it, buddy. You got this. <laughs> I,
1: I will tell you, most people at that stage are so focused on their vision for what they think that success is going to look like that they don't want to slow down, and. I think the first thing I would tell them is slow down and f- remember your why, like Tom was saying. Mm-hmm. And and there's no urgency aside from the urgency that you've put on yourself to try to get to that point, to cross the finish line. Yeah. There are so many things that you can skip and miss if you are focused on, and, and it's almost impossible to stop that enthusiasm and excitement from someone the, at least the, the people that I've talked to and, I, and I've been approached quite a few times about, you know, Hey, I just want to pick your brain, you know, this is what I want to do. And, and, um, you know, or, or I'll meet them at the convention and they'll be like, yeah, I'm hoping to put this on Kickstarter in two months. And when did you start this? Oh, we just started it, you know? And it's like two months mm-hmm. is not enough development time to do anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, so that excitement, I mean, they, I, I really feel like people need to educate themselves, um, if they're going to use a platform like like a crowdfunding platform like, Click, like Kickstarter, um, there's way more learning that you should do before you kind of just put yourself out there because it can be very embarrassing and you can learn – get your thick skin very quickly if you fail – um
3: yeah ed- educate yourself until you're basically unconscious and then put your humble hat on because you're you're not ready. You can be as ready as you can possibly be and you're still not ready for whatever going to happen. You're going to
1: learn one way or the other, but you just don't want it to be, you know, there's different ways to learn.
0: <laughs> and and Lacy, what would you what would you say to people?
2: Um I would just remind them that on the other side of their computer screen, which is where they're going to be sitting doing most of their their effort is another human being. Um, And if you remember that, that people are people are people, and that's the real resource that we have is other human beings. And if we treat them like human beings, um, then they're going to feel that respect and respond in turn.
1: Amen. Mm -hmm. People. There you go. There you go. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm going to thank you all for coming on again, because it's always a pleasure to have you on. And and I'm so delighted that Vindication Is not is Formerly the artist, formerly known as Epoch The Awakening, <laughs> formerly known as Symbol Is now sitting on people's tables and they're getting A chance to play it. and I'm absolutely Delighted for the three of you because you are Three very very fantastic People and I enjoy every time That we chat away from the podcast As well as the times that we chat on The podcast as well which is always fun If people want to keep An eye on you guys for what looks like it's going to be a rather exciting 2019, where do you exist on the internet webs?
2: So, Mark.
0: So, or Lacey. <laughs> less, Let's like
2: <laughs> um, Orangenebula.com is the hub, right? There so um, there you can sign up for our email newsletter um, we're going to be mm-hmm. having the Outpost podcast starting in 2019. And we'll, right. s- we'll send out through our email newsletter when that launches. Um, and then all of our social channels are at Orange Nebula on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And, of course, Board Game Geek. We'd love to get some more feedback and stuff going through Board Game Geek. Yep.
1: Yep.
0: Those are the I would just make, of them. just make just make you aware that the only people that do podcasts are really self-centered and egotistical. I'm just dropping that in just so you know. Amen. We'll give.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we aspire, Richard. we we'll, are we'll, we'll taking our cues from you. Oh
0: uh, dear. And as as normal what we'll do is we'll um we'll put all the links that we have in the show notes so that we've got notes to show. Um thank you very very much for coming on. Thank say, you. Thank you I'll for s- We appreciate staying you, right?
3: up till one in the morning or whatever you're doing over there. Yeah, I, you know. You don't um, even have a heated I'm, toilet. <laughs>
0: I I it's all right. I've moved into the bathroom. I'm fine. Oh, oh great. Right. Um it's a privilege, yeah. Richard. We
2: appreciate That's you. That's okay. Thank You're you. my favorite Scot. Just
0: ignore. <laughs> I'm the only Scottish person you know, Mark. Don't That's beside that. the point. <laughs> that is. You're still my favorite. A good point.
3: Thank we, you. Did we I'm get through this whole thing without, as well by that? Without you doing your
1: accent. I don't I don't have an accent. Okay. So, my American accent? The, no, he's yeah. nervous.
2: <laughs> you mean your Richard accent. Yeah. You're very oh, good at it. Oh, the lambs oh are Lord. out
1: again. <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, we're going to say bye. Yeah. I think that's
0: probably a good idea. If you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, then just go to the Googles, and if you search for We Are Not Wizards, you will find us in various places all around me. Our familiar faces, worn-out places... Familiar places like you know Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and we've got our website Which is we're not we've got our blog Which is we're not com. And thank you everybody who's Recently read our piece regarding Kickstarter for first time creators Thank you very much You can find us on the usual podcast catchy places That catch podcasts So you can listen to them where you've caught them So you've got your stitches and speakers and A-casts of this world um, We're on Instagram We're on Tumblr for some reason I have no <laughs> idea how Tumblr works You know, no idea at all Isn't that a It's date, full I'd of say. anime people It's just very, very, very strange um, If you like what you've listened to tonight Please consider going over to Apple Podcasts And dropping us a rating or a review Because it makes the sure That you are on the Good list for Santa. Oh, yes. And that's well, a you, great n- idea. you know, definitely that's, that's how it works, and that's what I'll be telling all of your kids. Okay. Um, and if you do like us very much, please give us a rating or review. If you are going to give us a rating or review, don't give us 10 stars because it makes us big headed. But don't give us one star because it makes us cry. <laughs> give us something in the middle, like a five because it's average. And we're a little bit average, but the people who have not been average tonight is the rather wonderful, the rather fantastic, the inspiring group of loveliness that is Orange Nebula. I give you Lacey, I give you Tom, and I give you the wonderful Mark. And thank you for very, taking very a little tippy. <laughs> <laughs> That's just Dick Van Dyke. Stop it. Ah. Um, there are only too much. Go bleeding blimey, Gavna. <laughs> um, yeah, stop it. Yeah, only meant to blow the bloody doors off. Um, I looked after you, Master Bruce, since you were a child. Oh my god. Um, we kept it together for anyway. so long.
3: Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god! I'm so proud kept of it the together hour and a half very, in, very in which good. we did not melt down.
0: <laughs> that's it. That's so good. It's so so clean and so oh. wonderful. There are only two more things to do. The first thing is to remember that we are many things, but we're not. Wizards, are we wizards, everybody?
2: We are not wizards.
0: Definitely not. Tom?
3: You and I have talked about this,
1: Richard.
0: I don't even can't even. I knew I shouldn't ask you this question. Mark, are you a wizard?
1: Am I a wizard? Hell no.
0: Definitely not. Well, sixty-six percent is fine, I suppose. Um, a and the next thing to do is to, the next. Thing to, I'm not even talking to you, Tom anymore. It's through. It's over. Um, and the next thing to do is to say goodbye. So it's a goodbye, goodbye from Lacey. Bye. Say goodbye, Lacey. It's a goodbye from Mark.
1: You're incredible, all of you.
0: And it's a goodbye from me because Tom's now being ostracised. <laughs> Until the next time, goodbye. Say goodbye, Tom. Goodbye, say goodbye,
3: everybody. I love
0: there you, you the most. You won. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Not as much bye. as me. <laughs> stop it. Bye. Bye. I'm taking a tippy. Bye.
2: Okay, I'm going to push stop now. <laughs>
0: The is never late.